0: There are gangs in every community in the state of Georgia. We know 60 to 90% of all violent crime is gang affiliated.
1: It's Chris Carr, George's attorney general, an anti-gang network he's put together. He's assembled a meeting of it some weeks ago in Augusta, Columbia County, and a meeting of that anti-gang network, folks involved with it today in Athens. Uh, 2.30 this afternoon, Athens Technical College. Parts of it open to the public, other parts not. Uh, attorney General Chris Carr joining us now. Chris Carr, thanks for your time this morning.
0: Tim, great to be with you. I appreciate you having me back on.
1: Uh, we'll get into the specifics of, of what takes place today, drill down on some of that. I want to ask a big question first, though. Uh, this is an effort been going on for a while, a, a priority, obviously, of you, the priority in the governor's office, priority for some folks in the legislature. question is this. You heard that data point you tossed out there a second ago. 60 to 90 percent of violent crime in Georgia gang-affiliated. How do you measure success in the efforts that are ongoing i suppose one way you look at that that rate uh, that that data point and you see the number come down what are some of the other things you do by way of trying to measure success or lack of it
0: no that's a great question i think you can do it a couple of ways you can do it in the number of indictments that you get and of course now we have the gang unit been up and running for the last 7 months You can look in a particular jurisdiction and and see, are you actually going out and taking violent criminals off the street? But, Pam, I think there's another way to look at it, and it's through kind of anecdotal stories that you'll hear from folks. I mean, talking with our gang prosecutors, uh, you know, the head of our unit came from Fulton County, and she would talk about, you know, if you went into a particular, you know, area apartment complex, for example, and went in and, and arrested uh, the leaders of a particular gang. You will see folks come out and talk about uh, thanking law enforcement. Shootings go down, homicides go down, car break-ins go down. You can see that data literally in real time going down. And in, in addition, you'll hear stories like folks will say, "You know, I had to pay to park my car in a, the parking lot, or pay to go into the apartment complex." I had a young woman actually come up to me in West Georgia who said my grandparents and my parents live in Athens and I want to thank you for those first indictments that you had uh, and she literally burst into tears and she said look until you guys came came we didn't think anybody cared anymore so you can you get those anecdotal uh, uh, stories that I think matter but you can also look at crime statistics that will go down when you go after particular gang members and, and particularly the leadership and again, this is all about protecting all Georgians, no matter where they live.
1: I note that the meeting takes place this afternoon at Athens Tech, as we mentioned, underway at two thirty and open to the public about three forty-five. Before that, some time spent with local, state, and federal law enforcement as well. I want to talk about that for a quick moment. Attorney General Chris Carr, what's the federal involvement in this? What's the federal response to this?
0: No, you, this is the first look. We created the Georgia Anti-Gang Network. And back in 2018, it was the first time we put federal, state and local law enforcement in the room to talk about gangs. And we have four we have pillars of what we're trying to focus on. Improved communication, improved intelligence sharing, uh, it, uh, improved, uh, stopping recruitment and identifying effective programs and, 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 and better prosecutions as well. What we found is we never had everybody in the room to talk about this issue. So you have the FBI, you have the U.S. Attorney's Office, you have agencies you wouldn't even think about, like the Postal Service, that can help us. Uh, you have ATF, you know, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. You have drug task forces. When you start thinking about it, gangs don't care about the city or the county line. They also don't care about state line as well. But there are federal laws that are also implicated here. Even though there's not a federal gang statute, you can certainly rely on... on uh, Federal prosecutors and investigators, whether it's drugs or guns or, again, violent crime. So you got to have everybody together because it's all about uh, these partnerships. And, and again, when you have limited resources in a particular jurisdiction, to be able to, to leverage that and multiply, you know, I've said we are a force multiplier, but this group really is, too. And so, to get everybody in the room talking about this, to get improved communications, improved prosecutions, improved intelligence sharing, and this year we're trying to also focus on this anti or this recruitment piece because that Tim has been so difficult. We're seeing kids as young as seven, eight, nine years old getting recruited into a gang. How do we divert? How do we get kids never to begin? You know, get into the lifestyle to begin with. It's either going to end up, uh, you know, with somebody in prison or even worse. Uh, you know, somebody could end up dead. How do we? divert uh, those children? How do we uh, provide resources that are needed so folks will, you know, kids will never join a gang to begin
1: with. Uh, Speaking of that is Senate Bill 44, working to speak to that SB 44, which I gathered, you can flesh this out for me, Attorney General Chris Carr, I gather would, would deal with that specific problem. Those who are recruiting these very young kids out of middle and now elementary schools to be in gang members, if nothing else, beef up the penalties for the recruiters.
0: Well, that's right. So that, that kind of comes from the prosecution side. And again, what we've said in Georgia, Tim, through this bill, is we think it's wrong legally and morally. And it, it is already a, a, a crime now for an adult to recruit a child into a gang. But what we're saying, there needs to be mandatory minimums. And that's what this bill does. For your first offense, it's 10 to 20 years. Second offense is 15 to 25. Because again, we're seeing kids as young as, you know, again, elementary school kids. I've heard anecdotally even as young as five years old. How do we think it's wrong for an adult to recruit a child into a gang? And what we've seen is is that adults will say, look, kids are less likely to get arrested, so we'll give them some drugs, we'll give them money, we'll give them guns to ask them to deliver, uh, you know, to, to deliver these, this type of contraband to other individuals. Watch it, That's just wrong, and we're saying there needs to be a punitive element. So we're dealing with it legislatively, deal with it from a prosecution standpoint, but then you also have to have these efforts, uh, these anti-recruitment efforts as well.
1: State Attorney General Chris Carr with us again at Athens Tech this afternoon. More on that in a moment. He quickly said something a moment ago that, that jumped out at me. He said, the bad guys, these criminals, these gangbangers, they don't pay attention to state lines. They don't pay attention to county lines. Yes and no. I was reminded, and he said this on our show, so I'll toss his name into the mix. So Oconee County Sheriff James Hale, an Oconee County significant. Uh, he would, When he was on patrol uh, before he became the sheriff, I was on patrol in Oconee County. says he would pull over people. He would come into contact with bad guys who would straighten up and fly right in terms of their interaction with him as soon as they realized which side of the county line they were on. They, they, they didn't want to get jammed up on the Oconee County side, didn't bother them as much on the athens clark County side of the line. So to that extent, uh, that matters. And to that extent, maybe that speaks to some of what you folks are trying to do in terms of dealing with our DAs around the state.
0: Well, no, that's that's actually a very good point. Sheriff Hale is outstanding, by the way. I've really enjoyed working with him on this issue and many others. And there is a message that does get sent both ways, though, Tim. I do think that there are, you know, some that recognize that, you know, sheriffs like Sheriff Hale are just not going to stand for, you know, violent crime in their county. And there are others that know that they could get away with it. That being said, it's, you know, again, when you're dealing, you know, and, you know, any type, right now it's all about you know, making money, selling mm-hmm. guns, drugs, human beings, even benefits or cyber crimes. Again, the city or the county line can cannot matter to those folks. State line as well, and I think, you know, we've got an opportunity to work regionally as well. But, yeah, you start sending a message, and I do think the message does get out that there are folks that are either willing – Uh, to do what it takes to stop violent crime or those that are willing to look the other way. And that can impact, again, crime rates. You will see crime rates go up or down depending on whether or not we enforce the law. And what we want to do from the state's perspective is come in because, again, the Constitution says paramount duty of government to protect person and property doesn't matter where you live or who you are, and that's what we're trying to do is protect all Georgia.
1: Uh, quickly, Attorney General Chris Carr, about a minute left here. got two parts to the things underway. Two thirty this afternoon at Athens Tech. This anti-gang network, uh, some time spent, frankly, behind closed doors with some of these folks, and then open it up around three forty-five this afternoon. What's the distinction? What's going to happen, uh, in, especially not in, uh, without giving us things we don't need to know? What's going to happen behind closed doors?
0: Well, that, that's really it at the end of the day is, is you know, we're, we're trying to get together to talk about uh, opportunities to keep people safe. And we don't need to be giving intelligence out to everybody about how we're doing that. So we have to have the opportunity to be able to, to share those, uh, uh, to speak freely. But we also want to make sure that the public has an opportunity to come in and, and see what we're doing and know what we're doing as well. So we don't want to turn something good into something bad by, you know, offering up, uh, you know, kind of the plan, the road back, or the playbook. But this is about, again, this meeting is going to be largely about the recruitment piece. And, again, we've gone around the state. Some, what we're trying to do, Tim, is identify programs we could deploy around Georgia. And what might work in Athens may not work in Augusta. What works in Hawkinsville may not work in Hira, But <clears throat> there may be a buffet of opportunities Uh, As we start learning more about these programs, which could be the Y, could be the Boys and Girls Club. But in Atlanta, you've got the Police Foundation that's putting together at Promise Centers, which bring together resources. Uh, You know, we've seen, you know, we're talking about uh, literacy rates. What could we do in the school system? There's good opportunities for the public to play a role. And we want to make sure that we have everybody working on this.
1: Again, open to the public around 345 this afternoon at Athens Tech. The meeting itself underway at 230. State Attorney General Chris Carr, best of luck moving forward. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me.